Vibrations with Kristen, where humanness meets spirituality. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? Join in the conversation with Kristen Ace and her fascinating guests to share the light, laughter, and the illumination of good vibrations. Hey, everybody. It's Kristen of Good Vibrations with Kristen. I want to remind you that you can find me at www.kristenace.com, which is my website, and there you can learn all the amazing things that I do with my healings and my storytelling, and you can hire me for private parties or events, and I can um, tailor the evening to your desires. So just think about that a little bit as you are listening in today. I have the most incredible women in the studio, which is very exciting for me. They are co-authors of The Miracle Chase, and and I only have two of the women. I have Joan Louise Hill and Katie Mayon here, and they have a third friend, Mary Beth Phillips. And the three of them wrote this amazing book called The Miracle Chase, and um, it came across my computer, and just from the name alone, I was like, ooh, I'm excited. And then as I read their newsletter and all that they do and their journey, I was so blown away by the power of it and miracles in this day when there is so much that we are dealing with with our awakening are so important to focus on. And so I'm very pleased to have Joan and Katie here. Welcome, ladies. Um, Thank you for having us. Oh, I'm Thank so you very excited. much. You're welcome. So we have, we've got a topic that we're, miracles is a huge topic. So when I reached out to you ladies, I was like, mm, that's pretty big and we've got 26 minutes. But as we talked and narrowed it down, one of the things that we thought we would talk about today is really, you know, what is a miracle? What is, and that's, of course, of course, what is a perception? What is your perception? What does that feel like to you? So why don't you start, Katie? What is your idea of a miracle? Well, it, what's interesting is that, the, you know, when you first start to think about the topic, at least for me, and this goes back to the beginning of deciding to write the book, I had a fairly narrow idea of what a miracle was. And as right. a result of that, it really stunted my spiritual growth, if that's, you know, sort of the right way to put it. Yeah, and I think so. And so the journey that I took with Joan and Meb, as we call Mary Beth, uh, really ultimately ended up broadening my horizons greatly in terms of what what is what a miracle means and what one of the things that I figured out, um, and I think I was a little behind Joan and Meb in this regard, right. is that, you know, we are all, um, we all have a worldview, a paradigm, if you will. Mm -hmm. and, That's right. And we see things the way we see things. And the thing about miracles is it, it really, you really need to change your perception of events, experiences. Um, you need to stop and listen, I think, to you know, inside, internally, yes. uh, you need to maybe reevaluate how you um, look at things that have happened in the past. And, and certainly, as you change the way you, you see events, and as you stop and listen to that voice inside of you, you see that, you know, that miracles really are all around. Yes. That's and what a... limited me was that I thought they were really in a prescribed, defined way. I see a 
spectacular pink streaked sky, the beauty of that as a very miraculous thing. So right. now, you know, I kind of have gone the other direction, the opposite direction. <laughs> and how about you, Joan? Well, I think that what's really interesting and what really happened over this 10 years that we were on this journey writing this book together was our vision, as Katie said, really expanded. You know, mm. I think somehow we thought, well, miracles happened a long time ago. Miracles happened to other people. How could they possibly happen to us? Right. And I think that was part of my um, beginning this journey together was as we looked at religions, it, excuse me, we looked at miracles in other religions and cultures, we realized that it was this very common language. Right. It was this universal, everyone knows whether you're a believer or not, that, you know, oh, I want a miracle parking space, have the miracle on the Hudson, the miracle, you know, here and there. And so it, we really began to define this notion of miracle. And that was really one of the last things that we did, because we were very broad in terms of how we looked at um, miracles and looked at these interactions and whether, whether they were the thunderbolt kinds of things that mm -hmm. people really thought about as miracles versus the sort of Celestine or, or coincidental kinds of series of things that can happen. So I think we really broadened our, our, our view, um, which was pretty terrific. And ultimately, we did come up with the definition of miracle. Uh, well well, tell me what your definition is, because I would, I would, I mean, I know it because I've read the book, but I'd love for you to read it to our audience. So we thought that a miracle was a sign of divine intervention in the world that creates an unfolding and a beneficial connection between God and humankind. Right. Which really leads open an abundance of possibilities. That's right, because, because everyone has such a different interpretation of God, and everyone's God is different. So... It, allowing that um, expanse of that idea of that of that divinity, you can then find the miracles that happen in your life. And I love the journey that you went on because you guys actually just started researching miracles. And you're like, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to find out what this really means. And through the book, I watched as you guys asked questions and things unfolded and how you came to your definition of miracle is, is how I look at miracle, yet we have none of the same experiences. I do not have religious training and you guys do have a lot of religious um, backgrounds. And I thought that was really fascinating that no matter how, how the, the road took you, you ended up really understanding at least my understanding of the divine is that it is, it is something bigger than ourselves brought in to change an awareness, bring beauty, show light, bring love in some form or another. Well, I think that that's exactly where we came from. And, and there's two things. I mean, one was there's the paradigm shift. And, you know, that iconic picture that we've all seen, the old woman and the young woman, and which, which picture do you see, right. the young or the old, was really kind of an interesting view of, of miracles as well. Right. In terms of, you know, if, if you are not open, you only see perhaps one of those pictures. That's right. And so that was sort of a piece of our, of our journey. And I can let Katie talk about how that, where that took us. Yeah, go ahead, Katie. Well, I mean, first of all, it goes back to this idea of, of being aware. And mm. one of the things that, so for example, our newsletter that we were talking about that I wrote, I wrote about this a couple of, you know, I don't know, a year ago or something. I live near the Metropolitan Museum in New York City. Yeah. And I make it a point to walk by that building 
uh, as, as much as I can even go out of my way because I so appreciate it. I appreciate it at night with the lights on. Yeah, it's I a magnificent the building. the architecture and I love the building. So this one day, there was a crane that was, <laughs> uh, you know, going to the very top of the building and I looked up and I saw these, this sort of jagged, random, you know, series of blocks that looked like it was for a construction project of some sort. And I thought, that's so weird. I wonder what those are for. Right. And so I sort of went on my merry way and I took my husband back and he goes, yeah, never, I have no idea. So about three weeks later, I'm walking by the museum and there's a docent that's out there with some students. And just as I'm walking by, she says, now, does anyone notice anything strange about the front of the Metropolitan Museum? So (laughs) I I, do. (laughs) I stopped. I wanted to raise my hand. I stopped just as she said. Does anyone notice the jagged blocks at the top of the facade? Right. She said they've been there since it was built <gasps> over, a, you know, however long it's been, um, over a hundred years ago. And I couldn't believe it. I kept walking and thought that can't be possible. I've walked by the museum right. how many times and I never saw them. Right. That's the light bulb moment. That's the moment where all of a sudden all you could see was the old woman and now you see the beautiful young That's right. lady. That's right. That's to me what can happen if you just change this, this paradigm shift that Joan was talking about. I, th- I think for my, in my language, I always call it um, a shift of perspective. So how this thing looked to you when it happened, how it looks now and how it will look in the future, your perspective is going to shift with each one of those periods of growth. And so the thing about miracles is, you know, I had, I had in my younger years when I was struggling, I didn't think there would be miracles that would happen to me, right? Why would a miracle happen to me? And first of all, why would any power of being, whether God or all that is, or whatever you want to call it, would pay any attention to me at all? But later, after I did an enormous amount of healing and work, I realized the miracle of my life is that I'm actually alive because there were so many brutal things that happened to me that I shouldn't be alive from. So the miracle was that every single day I walked out of school alive as opposed to dead and going home in an ambulance. And that was a complete shift in perspective of my life back then. And I thought, oh, I don't know if you guys, have you ever read that poem about footsteps in the sand? Yes. And the first time I read that, because I was angry when I was when I was younger because of the things that happened to me, and I didn't think I didn't think there was a God. I didn't think there was anything bigger than myself. I just thought the only thing bigger than myself are the people who are hurting me. And when I read that footsteps in the sand, that poem was a miracle in my life because I realized, wow, that's right, because I should be dead five times over. So something else was with me, even though I I wasn't aware enough to feel that presence necessarily. So that reading that poem was a miracle for me. So one of the things that you've, you've touched on, and that's really interesting, and one of the reasons that I think possessed Meb and Katie and I to write this book was you've, we talked about a little bit about perspective. We talked a little mm. bit about paradigm, but it's permission. Mm. It gets to that notion of permission to now say out loud the things that 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 poem was a miracle to you. It changed your life. Right. That these things happen and they change our lives in some way. It's being open to that right. and being accepting of that. And that's really, I think, a, you know, that's a pretty positive 
impact. Well, and then once you give yourself permission, let's say, to acknowledge to yourself and maybe to acknowledge to others, then all of a sudden we begin to recognize that we're connected. Right, right, right. So it goes from I'm alive, that's a miracle. Right. I read this poem and now I'm going to share that experience. And then the next thing that happened for us, first it happened with the three of us, which might be sort of a safe way of it happening. Yeah, but but then it happened as we talked to people around the country, when we shared our experience that we call miracles. I mean, initially we sort of said, okay, we had these experiences. We should probably tell your audience that's how we got together. We all had extraordinary experiences that people call miracles in our, you know, somewhat limited boxed Catholic upbringing. They were called miracles and we thought, okay, that's fair. But what does that really mean? What does that mean out there in the big wide world beyond our limited experience? Uh, and, when, and they were and, all pretty profound, those experiences. They were very, they were profound. And I, I, I mean, I really want people to go out and read the book because reading the experiences that the three of you had and just having a, I, I personally think that sit down initial coffee that you guys had talking about miracles was a miracle because it opened, all three of you had an opening in that moment to, to start on this journey, which is a shift in perspective and perception. So um, I think Meb said it very well. We were broken open. That's right. That's and, exactly and what we, you were. We often talk in this miracle um, vernacular that we use about the Marieshka dolls, where you yes. un- uncover and open up and peel back layers. And it's only in peeling back these layers that we perhaps get a fuller understanding of what the events were. Right. And then we're really able to connect again on a different and a different level. And and that gets to I think what happened individually for us and what we've seen as we've talked to others across the country is it really is a, a deepening, a broadening a paying attention to our own personal spirituality mm-hmm. and our personal, you know, finding that as opposed to this blanket, you take it or you leave it or, or whatever. And I think that is really an important part of our lives is I this agree. personal perspective. Well, because it's the thing that you said, Katie, it brings us together. It, it, it keeps the separateness of race and sex and religion, all of a sudden that disappears when you realize that everybody has had an experience that is miraculous. And that as we expand our idea of what that is, you realize the interconnectedness of life is is in itself the miracle. Well, and and one of the things that I, I think shouldn't have surprised us but did, how many times someone stood up in a room full of people and shared a story they had never shared with anybody else. Right. So the permission that Joan was talking about goes beyond, you know, giving yourself permission. As we told our stories, which are very personal and very difficult to tell, frankly, mm-hmm. others felt empowered. Wow. You know, maybe what happened to me, maybe there's more to it. Maybe I should think about that. Right. And so I think this dialogue the, you know, it's like anything else. It, the, fur, the, the more you stand up and say, I, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I want to share it. That's right. Because I feel like that's what I'm, I should do. It just gets other people to, it, it 
it's the ripple effect of other people doing the same thing, and it kind of goes on from there. Right, but then that's where the the union comes from, I think, is that sharing and that um, allowing. I think you're exactly right. And to be honest, we've often called that, that was the gift that we never expected. Right. When we wrote this book, we had no, I think, comprehension that it would come back to us mm. as such a gift as people shared their stories. We thought maybe they'd go home and, you know, think about it or whatever. But to have people, as Katie say, stand up in a large group and tell a story that was, you know, eminently powerful mm-hmm. and having never told it before, you know, really it's sort of saying yes to their experience and giving it voice, which right. I think is really important. And that's that whole, you know, why do people not talk about their personal miracles? It's a little bit on the don't ask, don't tell. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, because you don't want anyone to, you know. Right. Um, so, and that's where this notion that we talked about and we de- developed a little bit about miracle courage. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes, you have to be brave because people have so many different ideas and, oh, well, that's just for you know, right. Whatever. And, <laughs> well, and, that was my experience. Those are that ex- a miracle or a God experience or or a higher than self experience were for people who were either I don't know. It, but I was very young, so I would say either better educated or were not going through the traumas that I was going through. Because in my mind, the, the trauma that I was going through somehow had tainted me as no good. And so, why would why would a miracle happen to me? I go back to that because I think that there's a, a a misconception that miracles are only for, you know, highly spiritual, whether it be bishops, priests, Buddhas, you know, Technahan is like this incredible man who brings peace on earth, right? So he's going to, of course, get miracles every day. But why would that greatest power look down upon a little... Kristen Ace and say, here's a miracle today, Kristen. But it took shifting my awareness outside of that was a small box that I put myself in. And when you expand that and you hear other people's experiences, that's when you go, oh, wait, wait, maybe I can be included well, I think the thing that's really interesting, Katie always says it very well, we were certainly not poster children for religion or spirituality. And I think, <laughs> and I do think it's really important to note that uh, Katie was a banker, I was a healthcare executive, and Meb's a, a psychotherapist. We did not, we are not theologians sitting on top of a, of a mountain. We've got, you know, eight kids. We've got right. a lot Big going lives. on in our That's world. right, right. And so this was not where we thought we were going to go. And so if it happened to us. Right. Well, and I, we believe it or not, we did a miracle survey at some of our talks. And we oh, got people to fill fun. out, you know, information like where just to kind of get a general idea of how people felt about it. And the, the most common theme that came through with every survey that we read is that people do not share miracle stories because they are afraid of what people will think of them. Oh, and I wow. think I can relate to that the most of the three of us because it's why it's one of the many reasons I didn't share my story. And uh, it, it really speaks in part to admitting that you believe in something bigger than yourself. <laughs> right, right. Because intellectuals don't believe. No, you know, I sort no, of had no, this no. notion that, you know, that's not a very intelligent thing to believe. Because you can't back that up with I any can't, facts. I can't back that up. So 
I think that's a big piece of it. Right. I agree. Because there is this this um, um, pervasive thought that science over spirituality. And I actually think that they are completely interconnected. Absolutely interconnected and don't, you know, sort of cancel each other out in the way that some people feel that they do. Right. That's and that right. was a very important thing to me. And in fact, I had to, th- these two let me go off and write a whole chapter on it. That's right. <laughs> I know. It was great. <laughs> Well, I think that's exactly what happens. And I think it's important under this is the notion of vulnerability. You know, as you mm. tell these stories and people might think that you're a little odd or different or whatever, right. it's that, it is that that fear. And yet what we found is it's this wonderful connection. And it really is a bridge and not a barrier. That's right. And the bridge is the opening for people to then feel trust and then the more you trust, the more you can it's, – it's, it's the ripple effect you were talking about. The more you trust, the more you open, the more you open, the more you see, the more you see, the more you understand that the miracles really are all around you. It isn't, it isn't always the lightning bolt. It, it, it sometimes is something as subtle and beautiful as that pink sky you know, f- and what that means to you in that moment. Well, and the other thing that's so interesting that we, we frequently open or close our talks with is, you know, Willa Cather has just a wonderful thing, which is, you know, where there is great love, there are always miracles. Mm. And so we see that in our own lives, you know, with our children or our friends or whatever. Again, a connection, a bridge. Right. Well, and I think that this notion of God and whatever that may mean, you know, I think it can right. be a very loaded word. Yes, it can. You know, so, but... Whatever that may mean, I think it can absolutely get down to that God is love. And there isn't a human being who cannot embrace that the concept that God is love. And love right. then relates to miracles in the same way that if you're more of a traditional believer, that God relates to miracles. That's right. Well, That's and, right. and there are so many... Um, Surveys. There have been a number of surveys done. Do people, Americans believe in miracles? And, you know, over 80% of people do. And yet it's sort of we ask for, we ask God to assist in some ways, frequently over healings or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a notion that we talk about a lot about, you know, sometimes the miracle you get isn't the miracle you ask for. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it's that miracle of peace. And, and, and yet, so it's being open. That's again an openness. Well, I still, you know, my car still got stolen or, or you know, right. whatever. Um, that wasn't a miracle. But, you know, it's that notion of acceptance in, in a view. It, it, again, the paradigm change, the perspective change. Well, and I think a, a, one of the biggest pieces of that is that someone pointed out to me, uh, I think actually multiple times to all of us, that a lot of times these miracle experiences occur during um, fear and trauma. Right. And therefore, it takes a while to see that there was something else going on there. Mm-hmm. And because you're in shock while that right. thing is happening. Right, right. And it's only later that you can look and say, and say oh, oh my goodness, look, look what, re- what was really happening. I was just involved in that moment. Right, right. Yeah, and I I just want to say we I know we have to wrap up um, that I don't I know that miracles do happen around fear and trauma, but I've had enough experiences where miracles just happen, just like on a da- in in a daily life moment where you walk away from a situation and go, oh, wow, 
like I just feel so full and so honored and so awake right now. And I know that feeling is a miracle. That feeling of just that openness and joy, that's a miracle. So, well, Kristen, you've really hit on it because the the word miracle actually comes from the Latin word mirare, okay. which means wonder mm. and awe. Oh, and yeah. you've hit on that. And that wonder is such a, you know, bifurcated word in terms of the awe part, but also right. how did this come to be? Right. And so, right. you know, it places us in the equation, which I think is a wonderful thing. It is. Um, I know we have to... Uh, wrap up, but I did want to say I pulled a tarot card today for a previous um, conversation, but it's it's perfect for this conversation because it's the three, it's the empress, so she is like the goddess, the goddess earth mother, and it's the trinity. So I think about the three of you, so it's, you know, Joan, Katie, and Meb, the trinity, who've brought through this incredible book about miracles, which is such an important topic. And I pulled this card and I went, oh, this is not just good for my my previous conversation. This is good for the miracle chase because it is the embodiment of love, which is what a miracle really is and being open to that love. So I was really blown away by this card. And I was like, wow, that's really exciting. It's that's a miracle. So I wanted to, it is. I wanted to share that with you. Thank you. So with that, um, ladies, we have to wrap up, and um, I thank you so much for your time and for coming in today and for talking about this important topic, my God. And I have many places for people to reach you. I've got um, on on the website, which is themiraclechase.com, also on Facebook, it's The Miracle Chase, and Twitter is miracle at Miracle Chasers. So... Um, and I'm going to connect people to your book, but I'm also um, excited to have you come back in the studio in just uh, a little bit. So I'm going to wrap up today and say thank you. Thank you. And thank um, you so much. And I will have you guys back again really soon. We look forward to it. Great. And for all my audience out there, what's your miracle? Come on, think about it, write it down, send it to me. What miracles have happened in your life? Think, expand, explore, but if it is connected to love and a feeling of opening and a feeling of awe, that is a miracle. And while you're finding it and while you're remembering it, know that I love you. We hope that you found this episode of GDK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website at goodvibrationswithkristen.com. And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us, let us know, so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided. <laughs>